Welcome to Business and Happiness Podcast. I'm your host, Bratzo Pobridge. This episode is sponsored by Life Success Academy, a place where you recreate your business and personal happiness. So how to write a simple business plan? This is created specifically for coaches and trainers. And for some of you who, you know, you might have a coaching or training business and coaching and training, you might be thinking about it. Maybe you've been doing this for a long time. Maybe you're just starting or maybe you're in the middle. But some of you thinking, why even have a business plan? And unfortunately, many of us, you know, started this journey without business plan. And then sometimes even years later, (laughs) we realized that we never really put the plan together. And why would we even have it? So this is really important to understand that the business plan is there, first of all, for us. So even if you are just entrepreneur doing this on your own, doing it a part-time, doing it one hour a week or a month, it doesn't really matter. But the planning is absolutely necessary uh, for you to have any business, even if it's the you know the smallest, the tiniest part-time business. So I highly suggest that you uh, think about writing a business plan. And now I'm going to walk you through the steps. And please take a notes as we go through the program. I'm going to uh, take you to the steps on how to write a very simple business plan. What should business plan have? And please keep in mind that this is a basic, all right? There is just so much more. Each of the slides that I present uh, requires maybe a month or so of work, (laughs) right? So, but uh, of course this can be done uh, quickly, but you really need to think about each one of these steps to do it right. So let's move on. What are these steps and how do we really get started with the business plan? Well, here are the basic steps that every business plan should have. So first is executive summary. And I will explain each of these steps in details. So first is executive summary. Then we need to uh, say something about the company. You know, say something about what are you doing. Again, regardless if you are doing this part-time, if it's just yourself, it doesn't really matter. But you are starting a business. Uh, Then there's a market research that we need to do. Then we need to do competitive analysis. We need to see who is out there and what are they doing in our space. We need to look at the product or service or services that we are going to offer. Uh, Then we're going to look at marketing and sales strategy. Again, this by itself uh, requires a lot of time and it's ongoing basis. And a lot of these things are really on ongoing basis. We need to look at the business financials. This is something that you'll be uh, constantly monitoring as you create your business. Then we need to look at the organization management. This is the least worry if it's just yourself, right? There's really not much to say about it. Uh, Then we need to look at funding requests. What do you really need? You know, even if you're not looking for money outside, what do you need to start and continue running this business. 
And then we're going to look at uh, all the official documents that the business plan should have. And again, please keep in mind, if this is not, this doesn't have to be for you to present to someone. This is for you to have it for your own business. Absolutely, absolutely necessary. Without this, don't start your business. <laughs> all right. So let's look at the executive summary. What do we need there? So first of all, who are your target customers? You know, who are your target customers? This is created for, and then with your target customers. Who are dissatisfied with? You know, why are you creating this business? There are so many similar services and products on the market, but you are looking to provide something different, to provide something better, right? That's the reason that customers are going to buy from you. Otherwise, they'll get from someone else. So this is four, and then list your target customers who are dissatisfied with what's the current solution? What are they dissatisfied with? Then the next thing is, our you know product or service or whatever you do is it coaching is it development is it mentoring is it training what problem does it solve for customers what does your product or your service solves for your customer what is the problem that they have and what are you solving and then something like unlike competing products we have so what are your differentiating key features why are you different than so many companies out there? Why? If you're providing coaching services, why are you different? If you're doing training, why are you different? This is really, really important to think about for your business. Okay. So this was just executive summary. This could be a couple of sentences, but something that you need to, or rather could be one sentence, right? But something that you, paragraph but something that you really, really need to think deep about. All right. The second thing is about the company. And this, you know, people sometimes my clients, my, my coaching clients will say, well, I don't have a company yet. Uh, I don't even know what company name is. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that needs to be solved around this. But let's assume the company is established, you have it. So before you do... <laughs> We need to create a vision statement, but true, true vision statement. If you haven't, um, you probably already took, if you're in a membership site, you already took a uh, vision program and it will really help you nail down that vision statement, personal and business. This is really, really important. Then you need to create a mission statement, right? What is your mission? What is your company mission? And please, 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 Make sure this is not one of those, just, you know, put it on the wall and forget it. The statements evolve, right? And we need to constantly look at it and make sure that we stick with our vision and with our mission. And if it changes, then we, are need, to, we need to update it. Okay. Another thing that's really important is to look at your business objectives. And, um, you know, one thing that you've seen, Everywhere, right? Everybody talks about smart goals, but this is really important. And what does it really mean? Basically, your objectives need to be very specific. They need to be measurable. 
they need to be attainable, they need to be realistic, and they need to be time-bound, right? So it needs to be, you need to put the time around every objective that you're setting out there. And you need to create the plans. And the plans need to be for one year, one, three, and five years, at least, right? One, three, five. Uh, later on, you'll see that we also want to look at uh, monthly or quarterly objectives. That's why if you look at, you know, Wall Street companies, did they meet this quarter, right? There are these quarterly results. There's a reason that everybody is watching it. So your competitors, your possibly investors, and yourself have to look at uh, your objectives, have to look at your plans. Again, we're going to look at that a little bit later, projections, and how you're doing against your projections. And then here is where you uh, write a little bit about company history, right? When did you start it? Where are you located? If it's not only you, if it's at least another person, then you want to include, you know, or if it's few people, it might be a leadership team. And, and this is really important. What, what are your key products and services? Your key, key products and services. You might be, you know, Offering 30 services, although if you're just starting, please don't do that. Get like one or two max and then later on get more developed. But this is where a lot of people really fail. They want to offer everything for everybody and that does not work. That does not work. Okay, so that's about the company. Let's move now to market research. Why do you need to do this? Well, you got to figure out who is out there. Who else is offering similar products and or services so that you can compete with them, so that you can be better, so that you can have competitive pricing, competitive products, and so on. So, but also what we want to do is we want to look at your target markets. So location, where is the competitor? Competition rather, but where are you? And where are your clients? Are you offering local services, right? For your, you know, in your local area? Are you offering maybe just in your state? Are you offering globally? makes a big difference when you think about service. Income level, what is the income level of your clients? Who are you targeting? Something that we don't think much about, it will say, well, you know, whatever they make, but it's not like that because if somebody makes 15 million a year, your product costs 20 bucks, chances are they're not interested for that, right? But if they make a million and you can charge them 50,000 a month, yeah, maybe, maybe they're interested, right? If they're making 20, 30,000, 40,000 a year uh, and you're offering something for, you know, five to nine to $10, yeah, that's your, so again, you have to decide what is the income level of your target market. Age, again, sometimes we think, well, we offer this to everybody. But if you look at marketing agencies, and then if you look at 
uh, some of the uh, social media, you know, like Facebook and LinkedIn. And, and if you look at, if you ever run any ad, you will see that they will tell you exactly age of your uh, visitors, potential clients, right? So then you'll be able to tweak it to target the age that you're looking for, you know, uh, to, to become your customers. Gender, again, we think we offer this to everybody. Maybe you are. But as you, again, start offering more products, you will kind of get an idea. The chances are that you might be, you know, um, maybe providing better services or targeting rather uh, one journey versus another. But that's something that you have to look at. Educational level, you know, is it important for your customers to have higher education? I don't know. I don't know. It depends what your product or service that you are offering. Maybe it doesn't really matter. Maybe they need to have at least high school, maybe college, maybe they need to have a PhD. I don't know. Maybe no education at all. Profession, what do they do? This will kind of, you know, if you're in education and you are offering, let's say you're offering courses, and it all depends what kind of courses. If you are very much into research, right, then maybe your clients are uh, have a higher education and their profession is they have, you know, good professional jobs. They might be teachers. They might be counselors. They might be coaches right? You might be managers, uh, but that's, that's really what I mean by looking at all of these uh, uh, different things. And maybe hobbies, you know, depending on what you do. If you, um, you know, doing some course on uh, art, like, you know, I just published the other day, positive psychology and art therapy class. So maybe, and just maybe, I don't know yet. Maybe some people who are into their hobbies and like to do some arty things, this could be for them. Like, I honestly, I didn't really plan this for hobbies, but, you know, maybe it's possible. So I have to see how it goes. So you will have to see for your market as well. Okay, so that is the market research. Let's move to next category. Competitive analysis. This is really, really important. You have to look at, I mentioned this even when we talked about market research, but now is to look at your competition, right? So what do we really want to know about our competitors? Well, how many are out there? You know, maybe it's just two, three, five, maybe it's thousands of hundreds of thousands, right? That's important for you to know. And if there are a lots out there such as, of course, there are a lot of uh, trainers, online trainers, offline trainers, in person. Of course, there are a lot of coaches and there are more and more. Now, does that bother you? Does that mean there's no space for you? Of course not. Of course not. But it's good for you to know. The next thing is their pricing level. What do they do? How much do they charge for what service? Does it mean you need to match that price? Does it need, mean that you need to be cheaper? No, it does not. Not at all. Maybe you need to be more expensive. I don't know that because I don't know your product. I don't know your service. But what it really means is that you need to know what they charge so that you can define your pricing structure. You know, this is one of the things where I have a lot of um, uh, online uh, trainers 
and more like coaches really the trainers kind of it's easier probably to figure out price but for coaching because the 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 spectrum is huge from from you know this much to this much and the question will always come up how much do i charge and the answer is let's talk and we'll figure it out i don't i cannot tell you because i don't know your market I don't know where you are going to be coaching. I don't know where your clients are coming from. I don't know their educational level, their income level, and so on. And I don't know exactly your your coaching service. How does it differentiate from someone else? So you have to look at all of this. Let's look at the next one. Offers, right? Packages. What kind of packages are you going to provide to your clients? Is it online? Is it in-person? Is it a combination of online, in-person? Are you going to have a one-on-one? Is it group coaching? Um, is it just uh, on-demand uh, videos? Or do you also go live like I do every week for my members? That's something you have to think about it, right? Something you have to think about it. Ratings. Now, this is, you know, I, I'm a little older guy, right? And ratings is something that, you know, I didn't grow up with. And uh, unfortunately or fortunately, I don't know what your view on this is. Uh, we have to now look at how our rating is going to be. It needs to be, you know, as high as possible. And then we need to look at our competitor rating. So, you know, what is their ratings and how many ratings do they have? You know, if they have a three ratings and somebody else... As a 5,000 ratings, well, which one is, you know, which one we need to look at? It Maybe both. Maybe the one that has three ratings is, um, uh, and I don't mean three star, I mean like just three reviews. Maybe that's a brand new class that came out three days ago, right? So you have to, you have to look at all of this. And, uh, and also as far as ratings, I think what's really important is to, uh, ideally when people give like bad reviews, uh, it's great when they write comment so that you know, even for your competitors and for yourself, right? Uh, the comment might be something that it's a great, valuable feedback so, feedback so that you know you need to fix. And or the comment might be something that has nothing to do with you. Like, you know, the loading of the video was very slow. And if you offer this on a marketplace, which means that you don't control that then well it really doesn't help you and people who know that they'll be like okay you know that has nothing to do with with this trainer right the course was great but the video loaded slow i'm not worried about that <laughs> but ratings is 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 important these days uh certifications again as a trainer uh, are you offering a certificate program and are you offering certifications, right? Look at your competitors and see what they do. Um, and as far as certifications, what really is becoming more and more, I don't wanna say is it popular, but important to people is certain education credits. And different countries have a different rules for these credits and then different uh, businesses I have a different rules and, you know, maybe for accountants in Canada, they need to have a, a number of CPD credits to keep that, um, to keep that license, maybe somewhere else they don't need it. So, but it, it would be good 
for you just to think about this, if you are or if you're not offering, what does it mean? Maybe it doesn't mean anything. Honestly, it's it just you have to decide uh, if that means anything and is it worth for you to look into this. Okay. So from competitive analysis, let's move to products and services. So products and services, what are you going to offer? You know, this is one of those that, you know, we spend so much time in my mastermind group. And why? Because people struggle with what am I, if they're just starting, if they don't have established business, what am I going to offer? So, and then, you know, I, I highly suggest everyone to create a list, you know, just a laundry list of everyone that's everything that's, uh, you know, possible that you're going to offer. So what's the main thing? So maybe, or, or rather what's on the list? Maybe it's mentoring, coaching, one-on-one, -on -one. maybe you do leadership management, maybe you do business coaching, maybe you do group coaching, maybe you do in-person training, maybe you do workshops, maybe you do conferences, maybe you do speaking engagements, right? And maybe like most of my clients in the mastermind group, which is really just a small group of five people usually, uh, maybe you just in the beginning, just want to offer everything, right? And, and that's okay. But in the very beginning, I highly suggest pick one or two things, ideally one that you know you're good at, that you know you're gonna really enjoy and that you know you're gonna make some money. <laughs> These three things are important, right? So you have to have a fun, you gotta be good at it and you gotta be, make, be able to make a few bucks. So uh, this is really how you're going to pick that product or service that is your flagship. Uh, I happen to highlight this business coaching not because business coaching is important at all, I mean, it could be the most important, but not for this particular uh, lecture. But what's really important is that you pick one and replace that business coaching with anything that you want to be your flagship product or service. Okay, so let's move on to marketing and sales strategy. This is big one. Again, this is one we can spend a lot of time. I'm going to give you just the top uh, uh, points or bullets on marketing and sales strategy, it needs to be part of your business plan. So first, you need to look at your business growth short-term versus long-term. Now, what do I mean by that? I'm sure you understand, but let me just make it clear. So what is your goal next three months? Maybe next month, next three months, next six months, next year versus five years from now. What is your goal? There are different goals. They better be different, right? Uh, for example, in the very beginning, what is your business growth goal? Maybe the growth is going to be, I don't know, percentage. You pick. If you're making X amount of today, then you want to make another 5%, 10 whatever that is. And maybe your focus on that a short term is um, I need to get, you know, this many clients and I need to make this much money next three to six months, right? Versus long-term where that number increases or should, the projection should increase uh, really dramatically, hopefully, right? Uh, new customers versus existing clients. Now, 
Most of us make mistake where we focus on new customers and we often forget about our existing clients. And you know, take takes like 80 to 90% of more of time and resources and money to get new customers versus to retain existing clients. And this is why, you know, here at Life Success Academy, we're really, really trying everything we can to that we uh, we uh, provide the best possible services to existing clients, all right? If you're already a customer, we want to make sure we give you everything we can and more so that you stay with us, right? But you would only stay if, if we provide the value services all the time. It's not just, here's the five courses and I'm good. No, right? It's got to be continuous, just like we do. Every day of the week, there are things that we do for our clients every day of the week. So that's that's really important, focusing on your existing clients. And of course, of course, at the same time, you must bring new customers, right? You must bring new customers. That's the only way to grow business, <laughs> regardless how big business is. Apple is bringing new customers every day, right? doesn't matter how big business is. You got to get new customers. Okay. Where do you want your marketing and sales strategy to focus the most? You know, maybe it's in print. You know, maybe you just want your, you know, local paper, to uh, let your people know about uh, your little, um, you know, one-on-one coaching service that you offering. When I said little, you know, I meant maybe you have a, a, a small office um, in your area and you want to offer one-on-one coaching and you want to, you know, uh, put a little print ad or, or, or article in a local paper. Maybe you want to go big, you want to go to television. Right? Maybe it's like word of the mouth. That's all I need because I already have like, you know, uh, five clients, coaching clients. In my case, like I can't accept any more clients because to do coaching and to do everything else that I do, it's impossible, right? So you might be just word of the mouth, and you maybe you just want to be very picky who you want to who you want to uh, get as a client. Maybe you want to do direct mail. You know, this is funny. This particular one for direct mail, most of us forgot all about it. But guess what? Especially if you, if your target is, uh, or maybe percentage of your uh, uh, of your entire target is your your local customers, then direct mail is actually amazing. And even if you offer global services, but direct mail. Probably works better to not probably it works better today because less people are doing it. So so keep that in mind. Keep that in mind. Social media marketing, you know, you and I know this is subject by itself, right? There are so many courses and people teaching so many aspects of social media marketing. Where do you want to market it? Is it Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube? So many services out there. You know, TikTok, I don't know. Uh, my answer to that is you want to market where your clients are. You don't want to be everywhere unless you can. And what I mean by that is unless you have, you know, technology and people and so that push it everywhere and see, see you know, where it sticks, if you will, see where most of your customers are. But ideally, 
if you're starting small, then you want to focus on one platform and be very much involved. Look, we've seen people incredibly successful on Facebook. We know some incredibly successful on Instagram. We know some who make so much money on YouTube, right? But again, you need to decide where your marketing is. Now, I said make so much money, right? So that's different than marketing. And what I what I was saying is your, if your target audience is YouTube and maybe you want to create a, a big YouTube channel and, you know, well, not big, or start small, right? <laughs> you want to create your YouTube channel and you want to publish these videos constantly and then boom, all of a sudden, there are so many different ways that you can make a lot of money. You can make business just out of YouTube, uh, right? But that's, that's, you have to decide where your focus is. Okay, let's move on. This is big one. People ask me all this time, do I want to just do free marketing or do I have to do paid advertisement? And the simple answer is you have to do both. Uh, free marketing simply doesn't work the way it used to. And, uh, you know, somebody says a long time ago, I've heard that, and I, I, I so much believe in this, and I know based on based on my businesses that whoever puts more money in marketing wins. That's reality, unfortunately, right? But don't let that, you know, worry you. Even if you don't have any money for marketing, that's okay. Get on social media, talk to your friends, do some free marketing, and then when you can, when you can, start, you know, with the small ads, which again, it's it's almost like a not almost, but it is a separate subject that you need to study. Uh, and don't pay for ads before you understand this. That's also important. Don't spend your money until you really understand free marketing and until you understand the ads, right? Understanding ads is important. Unless, of course, you have so much money that you can just give somebody, here's, you know, 100,000 bucks and, you know, you take care of my paid ads, fine. If you don't have that, then uh, then make sure you understand. And even if you do, see, my thing is that anything that we do in business, we have to, un uh, as a business owners, as entrepreneurs, we have to understand it first, then and only then we can have somebody else do it for us. That's, that's my view. And it's been working for me my entire life. <laughs> okay. Website SEO marketing. You know, search engine optimization. A lot of you have heard for SC, you know, about SEO. Well, that's what it is. Again, subject by itself. Uh, you need to spend some time understanding, understanding how your website is uh, organized, understanding uh, how can you use this search engine optimization marketing on different websites, how you can create, you know, backlinks from different websites and so on. So, and then, Last but not least is your email list. You know, somebody says years ago, oh, email is dead. You know, who cares about email when we have all these social medias and Facebook and Instagram? Guess what? With social media platforms, you own nothing. You might have, you know, 100 million subscribers and tomorrow you might lose them all just like boom, like this if the platform decides to cut you off. You already know some people who actually lost, uh, you know, millions of subscribers like that. So you cannot depend 
on social media platform for your marketing. And the only way that you can really trust your marketing is to create your own email list. And this is still, uh, you know, yes, we get hundreds of emails a day. Yes, we ignore millions of emails. But this is still the most important, one of the most important things that you need to do uh, in your business for marketing and sales. If you just give me a second, I am thirsty. I need a little water. Thank you for understanding. I hope you can just have your own water or whatever else you drink, coffee, tea is fine. And let's move on. <clears throat> Number seven, financials. Oh my God, a lot of people start business and they don't think about finances at all. And without understanding your financial picture, don't start a business, just don't do it. Okay, so what do we need to do first? Projections. This is the key to finances of any business. And even if you make zero and you have uh, zero money to invest <laughs> and you have zero clients and you have zero products, this is something you need to think about. It. Income. What am I planning my income to be next quarter, next year? In two years, three years, five years. What am I planning to income to be? What are my expenses going to be? I do this on a monthly basis. And then on a monthly basis, I look at projections versus my numbers. And I'm looking, how am I doing income expenses? Is my income higher than projected? Is it lower? How about my expenses ratio? Do I need to... Uh, cut down my expenses, right? And or how am I going to increase my income? Do I need to work more on keeping my existing clients as we talked earlier? And or at the same time, what do I need to do to bring new clients? Do I need to create new products so that I can increase my income and so on? So projections are important because I remember we talked about in that smart, measurable, you gotta be able to measure how is your business doing? That's the only way to run business. Again, if you look at any, you know, just look at uh, Wall Street. I guess, sorry for mentioning Wall Street uh, already about second or third time, because I don't want to say I grew up on Wall Street because I did not, but I spent last, uh, what, almost 30 years uh, on Wall Street. So that's why I mentioned it because I understand it and uh, it's basically everywhere. It's easy for you to get the news on a daily basis and understand how they look at their financials. So projections versus what's happening. Income statement is something that's important uh, uh, for you to look at, again, on a monthly basis, and also uh, to put it inside your, <coughs> your business plan. Profit and loss statement. Again, this is something you need to look at on a monthly basis. And uh, on a yearly basis, of course, and that's the statement that needs to be inside the business plan. And of course, there is a balance sheet. For some of you who don't know much about balance sheet, just don't worry about it. Just for now, think about, I need to make some money, which is my income, right? 
And I have to spend some money, which are some expenses, right? I can't really, it's hard to make any money if I don't invest something. I always tell people, invest as, as much as you can. This is really important. You invest in your business, you know, and when people say, I don't want to pay for the ads, you're not really paying for the ads. Think about that as an investment in your business. Okay, and also look at your cash flow. Huh? How much money do you have? What's the cash in the bank that you can work on? So this is what needs to be inside your uh, financial uh, uh, part of the uh, of the business of the business uh, uh, plan. <laughs> All right. Well, eight organization and management. Look, if it's just you. This is just skip, don't worry about it. Just write a little bit about yourself. Uh, and if it's, uh, you know, two or three or more, more people, then you do need to, um, you do need to show your organizational structure, you know, who does what, a little bit of bio and so on. So that has to be inside your business plan, right? Especially if you need to present this to someone. And all of this is also necessary if, you, if you're gonna look for any funding. So let's look at funding requests. This is where you have to figure out, okay, salaries. Maybe it's just you and there are no salaries. You need to make some money, but you know, it, it depends what business you have, what country you live in. I have people, 175, 180 countries. So look, all I know is how it is uh, here in the US and that you can have you know, different kinds of businesses from, uh, from LLC to corporations to different kinds of LLCs and corporations doing business as and so on. So, uh, so how much money you need to make and or salaries that you need to pay for your employees. Maybe you need the space they need to pay for, you need some equipment, right? I mean, these days, if you wanna do something online, so without you know, good computer, a good printer and, you know, phones and so on, you can't really run the business. Um, software, look, there are so many things that everything is now pay on a membership basis. So it's not like in the old days, you buy something, you have it forever. Well, forever, <laughs> you know, you know, yeah, some of us still have, I don't know, you know, um, uh, Microsoft Office you know, 2000, whatever the year is, right? But, uh, but it doesn't work that way anymore, right? So it's on a monthly basis, so you have to figure out these are the monthly expenses. Then you have to really look at your total annual uh, expenses. How much do you need to spend a, a year? And do you have that money today? You know, do you have it? If you don't, how are you going to get it? Maybe this is where you have your funding requests from other people. Maybe it starts with friends and family. I usually say your best partner, at least here in the US, I usually say your best partner is your bank. Why? Because as long as you pay on time every month, they will ask you no questions. And I had so many businesses and, and uh, so many partners and the bank was always the best partner. Don't be late, pay on time, and they will ask you no questions, pay whatever the interest is there, but at least you're not gonna have a, that headache of, and partners, and uh, at least, again, that was my experience, but combination of these two, of course, might work, might work so great, and or just the partners without banks could also work great. Okay, 
And uh, let's move to number 10. Uh, that is the official documents. So you need to start collecting the documents that need to be part of your business plan. And in this case, I'm just going to list a few. There are so many, but you know, I'm going to start from business registration, right? That's the first. Hey, you registered a business. Here's my business registration. Um, your bank account or accounts. Uh, your licenses. You know, you might need to have some licenses to show. You're going to have a lot of legal documents, probably associations that you belong to. Uh, some purchase orders. Like what are the, the key purchase orders? Maybe you work with, um, uh, maybe you do business coaching and you have, uh, you know, a few big clients and they give you purchase order. Maybe they pay on a monthly basis or, or rather you give them. And, uh, and this, is, this is really important for your investor if you present to anyone to see and or also important for you to keep track of it. Also, if there are some key contracts that you need to keep track of. So make sure that you have all these official documents in one place. So, you know, if anybody asks, it's always there, but it's also for you. So you can kind of look through and see everything from marketing plan to your top clients, to your finances, everything really should be in one place. And look, most of us do all of this electronically, but this, I, I suggest that you have a hard copy uh, because it's really important for you to have and some, um, you know, some governments, some um, uh, audits require you to have hard copy. Again, different countries have a different rule. Become the Life Success Academy founding member. Go to academyoflifesuccess.com and click on founding member to get 60% off full membership.